Welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, our weekly podcast. Since the start of the pandemic, many of us have felt an array of emotions, including anxiety, fear, depression, adjustment issues, and grief. Here to discuss is Dana Hayes, licensed social worker and bereavement coordinator for Angelic Health. Dana, grief has always been a part of our life, but it is especially challenging during these times. You have a really special and important job. You help families work through their grief. Tell us about it. This pandemic has served as an especially challenging time for us to work through grief with our families, notably because in some cases they couldn't be with their loved ones, either in the hospital or nursing homes where they passed away, or they actually lost their loved ones to the COVID-19, and that in itself has been traumatic as they attempt to get over their grief with a constant reminder on the television and in their media that, you know, again, it's re-traumatizing because they're constantly being reminded of their loss. So as a social worker and as someone who works in bereavement, our goal is to be able to give our families the support and the just presence that they need during this time of isolation. So whether that's a phone call or something they get in the mail You know, being that voice to give comfort and support and see a light at the end of the tunnel is part of what our work is. So you usually work with them online now because of the pandemic. And what are some of the things that you discuss? What are some of the emotions and feelings that you have to address in many of these folks? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's mainly over the phone or over Zoom right now. And we discuss kind of feelings that expectations weren't met, you know, Some families have been together for years. Sometimes they lived together for decades. And the idea of living without their person was already really challenging to face. And now they're doing it when they're disconnected from their other social societies, maybe like their church or their gym or something else that usually would maybe make them a little bit more anchored. So the loss has been compounded by the experience of being isolated from other people. And the people that they lost don't maybe necessarily have COVID-19 but because of Mm -hmm. the restrictions, they're not able to either go into a hospital or a facility where the person might be living. So it's it's just really a difficult time, isn't it, for them? Absolutely. You know, that experience of closure or that experience of being able to give comfort to their loved one during their last days or hours even, that's lost. And then to additionalize that is the experience of not being able to have a funeral or memorial service in the way that they would have usually had one. So maybe it's only 10 family members who could be there or people from out of town weren't able to come in or they've just indefinitely postponed the funeral service and they don't know when they're going to be able to celebrate the life of their loved one. Yes, it is really a difficult time. There's also something called disenfranchised grief. What is that? Yep. So disenfranchised grief is an experience where someone has a loss that is not necessarily seen as loss. You know, when we can't have certain milestones reach or certain expectations, maybe something like a wedding or prom or graduation, sometimes people say, oh, well, it's not COVID or at least you're alive. But those are really important milestones that people aren't able to enjoy or be present with their loved ones as they have looked forward to, maybe for years in some cases. And that's a loss. That's something that we grieve even though it wasn't a death. So to have a disenfranchised grief experience is a loss that maybe doesn't result in a death or that people don't understand. Absolutely. Now, I think people are getting it now because it's such a widespread thing. 
I mean, graduations, proms, rites mm-hmm. of passage. You had to put off your own wedding and have a smaller I wedding. Did. Yes. I mean, it's it's something that, you know, I think a lot of people are getting now. You're not just saying, oh, well, come on, get over it. I mean, it's just, it is something, it's, it's not a death, you're right. It's not as maybe uh, difficult as some other situations. But it is something that people are feeling, and you're missing out on these life moments that we normally have. So that's another thing that we, you know, have to try to get over. And what are some of the mm-hmm. coping mechanisms? What are some of the coping mechanisms that you advise people and that you help people through? Mm-hmm. So the approach that we take is pretty broad. So I think that the strongest reaction we could have to this pandemic is to have really important conversations with our loved ones about their own health and about their own wishes as far as their end of life. You know, if they were to become really sick, how would we respond? And that can be a really awkward conversation to have, you know, Mm -hmm. how do you even break that ice? And how I suggest it is coming from a place of love because that's the only reason you would be doing it. I love you enough to ask these questions so that I can make sure that you're as comfortable for as long as possible. And something like a pulsed form, so a physician order for life-sustaining treatment, outlines their wishes in a simple worksheet, their doctor signs it, and then everybody's on the same page. And that's called Literally. a pulsed form, P-O-L-S-T. And again, what does that stand for? Physician or practitioner order for life-sustaining treatment. That is, and it's a legal document. You do this with your doctor. So it's a... It's a it's a physician's order. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's not quite legal, mm-hmm. but it's more so a medical order. A medical order. And so mm-hmm. tell us how that works. You fill this out, and it's your wishes if you cannot speak for yourself, if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it outlines whether CPR is something that would be something you would want or um, intubation, um, artificial nutrition, things like that, that if you weren't able to make that decision for yourself if that's still something you would want performed for you. What about living wills? That's also another important thing for us to do. Mm-hmm. And that, again, is a conversation to be having with your loved ones to make sure that things that are important to you still happen if you can't make those decisions. It is a tough conversation. My parents are in their 80s. They're they're pretty good. I mean, they've got some you know issues here and there, but I still have a problem, I think a lot of people do, mentioning this to them because it's a very touchy subject. It's difficult. We don't talk about this in our society. And I like what you Mm -hmm. said about I love you and this is important. And the way I may do it, I'm thinking about this, is I'll tell my mom and dad that I'm putting my own living will together, my own um, physician order so that Mm -hmm. They may say, oh, I should do that. So that's going to be my technique. I don't know what anybody else wants to do, but I think I should do it myself. When I do these, Mm -hmm. when I have conversations with so many experts in their field, I learn so much. And you're you're teaching me that I should be doing this right now and making me think about it. And that's what this whole podcast is about, making people think and taking action. So that's something that Mm -hmm. I've actually been putting off. So I will do that now. Um, And you can get a living will. Do they have them online or where do you get them? Yep, there's templates online. Um, you can even, if you have like a family attorney, they can usually point you in the right direction. But yes, there's available formats online and then you can get it um, like finalized legally. Isn't, isn't everything online right now? I mean, <laughs> that's our <Absolutely>. life, <laughs> virtual world. And so what are mm-hmm. some other coping mechanisms and strategies getting through a loss or grief or just a difficult time right now? Mm-hmm. So there's... A variety of opportunities, even though a lot of our world is virtual right now. 
There's a lot of online support groups, which as long as you have access to a computer or a phone, you can chime in, whether it's once a day, once a week. Every opportunity is a little bit different. With Angelic, we do offer support groups. Some of them are online. Sometimes we try to meet in a park. You know, the weather kind of permits that. And there's opportunities for support there. Additionally, I offer individualized counseling. So that's just a one-on-one hour conversation to talk with someone candidly about how you've been feeling and coping. And it's available through most insurance plans. If you just call up your insurance and try to find a provider, if you have Medicare, you can call Angelic and we'll happily find a way to support you too. And there's sometimes a stigma with getting counseling, but in this time of COVID, a lot of things are just different and people may be open to trying a new way of getting support. And I think that counseling is a really great place to start with that. Absolutely is. And also we can take some control of things. Um, Maybe making sure that we exercise and eat healthy and stay on a schedule, have a routine. We're so out of sorts with this pandemic that we Mm -hmm. have control of some things and those things we can control. Even writing in a journal. You, You had mentioned journaling when we were talking earlier. What's that about? Yeah. So including journaling in your routine can be very beneficial. I describe journaling as being a mirror for your emotions. So we have a mirror that we see our physical experience and then our journal can be a mirror for our emotional experience. So the peaks and the pits is kind of my go-to technique because sometimes we look at, so every day has a peak, every day has a pit. So there's always a high point and a low point to our day. No day is all peaks, no day is all pits. There's always at least one or the other. And that kind of gives us a reflection of the balance that goes on in our life, that there's good things coming in and there's hard things happening to us. So Maybe we're grieving our loved one and we hear a song and that's kind of part part of the sad part of our day. That's the peak, the pit of our day. And then the peak is a memory that we get to share with our family. And that's Mm -hmm. a positive experience. And sometimes our day has other peaks and pits that aren't related to grief. Sometimes the pit is that we had a flat tire and that's just Mm -hmm. hard. And (laughs) sometimes the the peak is that we had a really good sandwich for lunch and we just enjoyed being able to have a good meal. Mm Mm-hmm. Just appreciate the and small so being things able sometimes. To, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It takes five minutes to just kind of sit down and say, what was the best part of my day? What was the worst part of my day? Because my day was not all just one color. I used to journal in college, and I got away from it over the years. You know, kids work and they're busy. And uh, mm-hmm. now I'm getting back to it a little bit more. I used, you know, pen and paper back then, but I just found an app called Day One. Um, um, this is not an advertisement, but it's something that I like <laughs> to use. And it's a wonderful app because you can actually take photos. You can use video in it. I actually took a picture of a Phillies game with the uh, cardboard mm-hmm. people in the stands because I think someday my kids' kids may want to <laughs> remember it. <laughs> my grandkids may want to say, what was going on back there, Granny? And I um, yeah. can show it to them. And, and just for my own remembrance, I can say, wow, I cannot believe this was what was going on then. And I also write my thoughts and my feelings and my concern for my children right now and them online schooling and just everything going on in the world. And so, And it feels great to let it all out. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's it's just a, I would recommend it to anyone. And one thing I do like about this app too, if you don't like to actually write, you can talk into it and it just writes the words for you, which is lovely, very easy. So mm-hmm. there's just a little, yes. little tip that I'd like to share, but that's a good way yes. of just- Journaling is absolutely brilliant. You know, we have all this 
static in our minds. It's that lightning rod. It brings it to center and kind of gives us the peace that we need afterwards. It absolutely does. You gave us some really, really good tips and some things to think about. I mean, it's, it is a hard subject sometimes, but grief is a part of life. Death is a part of life. You know, loss is a part of life. So the sooner that's something we... we get to share with our friends and our families, and it brings us closer instead of pushing us farther away from each other. Absolutely. And we should be talking about it more in our society. We should really be mentioning it in school and, and talking about it with our families more often. It's such a taboo subject sometimes, but it really shouldn't be. It would be so much easier on all of us if we just opened up about it. So great mm-hmm. tips. Thank Let you so much. Let it be so an experience much. of love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let Thank it be you. an experience of love, and that's what it is. So uh, if we would like to reach out to you or get in touch, where can we do that? Our website is angelic.health. On there are a bunch of great resources for support for bereavement, as well as the services that we offer, including hospice, palliative care, primary care, and now our telehealth. So that's, again, angelic.health. You can feel free to give the office a call. That would be 609-822-7979. And again, there's great resources on there to check back into and see how we can additionally support more of South Jersey. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Dana Hayes, licensed social worker and bereavement coordinator for Angelic Health. And that wraps it up for me today. Thank you so much for being with me for this edition of Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Until we meet again, please stay safe and keep living well.